0: Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to the Shameless Sex Podcast. I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner.
1: And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure product company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're
0: best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom, to pussy praising, to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you.
1: So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the show.
0: to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, party people. Ooh, Party. party. The you no, know, there's a party? Because we haven't seen each other in like a month. It is a party for us. It's a yeah. reunion. It's a reunion. Oh, he's speaking of parties. Happy birthday, Dean. Dean, it's your birthday. Dean. It's your birthday. Happy. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Dean. Feliz it's cumpleaños your birthday. Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dean is a friend and a fan of ours who always gives me wonderful feedback about our podcast. And it is his birthday today. Um, so we just want to give a little shout out. We love you. It's funny doing the podcast because you know
1: we talk about Santa Cruz all the time. I was at that that. Hot Pilates place, and I'm like outside sweating, and someone comes up to me and they're like, "Hey, I have a sex question for you." <laughs> outside of the while well, I was you're like, drenched. I was drenched and like literally, you feel like you're dying in the class. It's like torture, but legal. It's
0: like the last legal place torture, you
1: and <laughs> so and people and pay for. Also, torture. it's consensual torture because yeah. you're in there like I want to die. But yeah, I was like oh, like seeing stars, and someone's like, "I, might, you know, like just come up to me like my partner won't sleep with me. Do you have any suggestions?" I'm like, "Oh, fuck off." Did you, you. did
0: you spend time with them?
1: I did. I just said I need a minute. I had to urinate. (laughs) And I was like, just give me a second. Sometimes you got to take care of the needs. I know. So, but I just like, I'm just like, give me one second and yeah, I'll be with you.
0: Thanks. Well, we love you fans. We absolutely love you. Uh, So I want to do a couple of shout outs before we dive into our stories because April and I have so much to catch up on. I know we
1: Spent like just a, like a bunch of time a long just time chatting. Like well, just downstairs and downloading in my house. Yeah, yeah and we're it's like, it's a hey, lot blah, blah, to blah. catch up on. Yeah. I'm so, like, oh,
0: one thing I would like to state you don't have to do this with me. I didn't share this with you before, but mm. so I've made a promise to myself to get much better at speaking slower. You don't have to do anything, April. You're perfect. <laughs> For me, I mean, I, I teach workshops in front of people all the time, and I realize that that's. Some, the one of the, feed, the feedback I get from people is for me to just slow down, and I just get really—we get excited. Yeah, it's exciting, and I think that we're still going to get excited. So I just—I'm only saying this with if you hear me talking funny, <laughs> it's because I'm trying to slow down as a practice so that I can incorporate that into my um, it's public, public performance. Speci- speaking one on one, it's like you need to slow speak. Because although for some reason I don't think—and I think in podcasts it feels a little different. Well, I don't get that feedback for our podcast. I get it more so for public speaking. I get.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. With no one has said too critical of things about our way we speak in our podcast. It d- hasn't seemed like. But I get that with product trainings yeah. and stuff that I we, talk way too see, fast. See the product
0: trainings, I feel like they want us to talk fast. You want to get the f out of there. Well,
1: also there's research that is um, linked to people that speak really quickly. They have a nervous energy, and the information mm. they're like sending isn't being. Re- received as well. Like they, yeah. So people don't studies. necessarily trust them as much. Right. Yeah. So, like, and they're it,
0: leaving space. See, there's this fear of leaving space, so that silent moment, silent now. Yeah. I'm the <laughs> worst with that. I'm like, yeah, Feel it, feel it, Yeah. Fill it. Um, um, no. um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I might be playing with that a little bit, just so y'all know. And I might not. I might just slip it up. But I have a, an intention of slowing down a little bit. I can't be slow. You don't just do whatever you want. Okay. Me. This doesn't apply to you. I'm like a jack you're, rabbit. You're wonderful and perfectly imperfect, just as you are. Thanks. I also would like to make a couple other announcements. We would love to go on other podcasts. I've really enjoyed going on Dr. Chris Ryan's podcast, Tangentially Speaking. Uh, Shout out to Kyle Tierman's podcast, The Kyle Tierman Show. Very creative name. And uh, we are we have another podcaster coming on uh, next week, which is going to be really exciting. Right, we're
1: recording with her on Tuesday, but yes. we'll release it the, the week after. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing too. It's a fertility. It'll be a fertility uh, episode. Yeah, um, which I think will be really cool.
0: Yeah. So, and we're interested in doing more collaborations in that regard. So, if you know podcasters, or if you are a podcaster, and you would like our bubbly, shiny, shameless energy on your podcast or your friend's podcast. Uh, please send them our way. We would love, love, love that. And what else did I have? I think that was just my information. Do we have anything else that we need to update before we just to go in shamelessly talking about our awesomeness? Will you please write us reviews? We love reviews. We, we love getting, yeah, them. We've been getting some really, really good ones, but reviews on iTunes are really helpful. It, it just helps us to get out there. It, it helps our ratings. So yes. anything that you can say about us, especially if it's lovely, then <laughs> it really helps us out. And we've been getting so many Awesome sex questions. We
1: have a lot. And so we decided to dedicate this episode in its
0: entirety to well,
1: answering these the beginning, sex piece, we'll question. have some
0: other relationship, tip relationship tips. Relationship tips, too.
1: Because we are processing our relationship yeah. stuff. So we we're like, maybe we should talk about this. Yeah. Maybe other people will benefit from it.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I've been learning some really amazing tools for communication relationships that go even beyond what we've already been talking about. And I'd love to share that with you all, which we'll get into. And with the sex questions, we have, I think we're going to, answer, we have so many of them. So if you send us sex questions, first of all, we love you. We want them. Please send them to us. And if we take a little bit of time to do it, just know that it's on the back burner and it will get there. Uh, but right. we're we're looking at it and we're going to address a number of them today and the next yep. couple. And podcasts.
1: we really appreciate feedback and questions and all of the things that people want to know. And yeah. um, you know, if you don't ask, it's like if you, you won't win the lottery if you don't play. That's so if you don't ask, you uh, you know, you might not get what you you yeah,
0: Might as to. well ask, doesn't it? Ask hurt. for it. And it's brave. I think it's it is it is in itself, even though it's pretty anonymous, it's it's kind of a vulnerable act to go to ask some strange women. To <laughs> <laughs> so you're talk about your personal life. Right. Even though it's through uh, email. It's still we'll keep we're your we're proud anonymity of you for though. We're yeah.
1: really good about that. Um yeah. so. and even if you're local Santa Cruz, we still and and I see you at pure power yeah. working it out I'll, go ahead your come anonymity is awesome I'll, I'll totally keep it um you know what it was what it, like looking at uh, our conversations earlier that you and i had about relationships amy and i are pretty tuned in humans and we still have to do the work in our relationships oh, yeah. all the time so um i think like if you and i love this saying you get in what you put in just like us with this podcast right mm-hmm. it's like we don't get paid for it but we love it and it f- helps people but um sometimes we can't Delegate enough time to it And I'm like I want more time with this It's what we love But just like in a relationship You get in what you put in Yeah Friendships we're getting tips
0: I feel like a, every week we get at least two to three emails or comments from people that start with you changed my life and that is you know we're not doing it for the ego I trip we're so cry awesome. sometimes yeah. I'm like I think this is so beautiful that's, that's why we're doing this to to know that we have something that we feel that we want to share to help people and that's that in itself is just deeply fulfilling so thank you for that we love hearing that from you all and uh, it really, really fills us and feeds us. So, thank you for that. It's part of our, it's our mission. So, thank you for that. We really appreciate it. We you. love our
1: listeners.
0: We, we love, love each and every one of you. Here's a big hug, air hug. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's talk about us for a little bit, and then we'll go into some relationship tips. Let's talk about us for a little bit because well, it's been a while. So, I've been in Hawaii for three weeks. Three I bet weeks? all the, the, the listeners probably. You guys travel a lot. <laughs> I know. We People so ask me, much. they're like,
1: "How do you have time? What you and Amy like? How do you do it? Do you do it like, oh, like
0: Skype in with each well, other?" luckily, but we travel a lot together. Yes, and we'll then be in we Salt
1: Lake City what the first week
0: of um, yeah, next week December, yeah, which will be cool. And then I go to New York, and then you're off somewhere else too. You no, know, I'm so I'm fortunately very consistently here. Other than Salt Lake City, I have no plans to be oh. anywhere until January when we'll both be in L.A. together. Yep. Um, I'll be in you know, Columbus. I got to go to L.A. twice
1: in two weeks. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, it's we've been traveling on the road a lot and now it feels good to be home. I was in Hawaii with my partner uh, working at a couple of retreats. I, so get this. Get this, y'alls. I, first of all I was really proud of myself um, I don't wear a lot of makeup I've kind of got the little hippie vibe I didn't put one drop of makeup on the whole time I was there vacation mode when yeah, I, was I was in like, Thailand it ass? was the same way yeah, yeah it's like all right. le- I let my hairs like you know pretty curly and wild but in humidity it's like frizzy and just nuts and I just I just let it go and it felt so good and in those spaces you know that's that's the real me you know the real me doesn't feel um, afraid to show herself and I still had my moments like oh my god my hair it's, it's so crazy and wild and then I'd just be like fuck it you know this is this is you you're in humidity this is what you're supposed to look like, like embrace it and it felt really good and when I got home I put on like my first little I only usually wear c- concealer on my under my eyes and mascara and when I put it on I was like well. it was kind of nice actually for a little bit just because I hadn't done it in a while but I also just had this understanding and appreciation for that time that I got to live that you because know, I do live two lives. We go to trade shows and conventions and I can't wear my Amy hippie yoga pants. <laughs> and I, yeah, I have just, interventions she won't let me.
1: with Amy about it. But like, m- Amy, you can't wear your active wear.
0: In my everyday life, I'm pretty casual and pretty laid back. And that just speaks more to who I am. And I'm not shaming people for who who are little fashionistas and spending. be that shaming me. Well, I'm not because I understand you love it. I love it. And so that's the difference. You know, I don't I don't love it. And you because it's it's kind of a hobby and a passion, right? So yeah. And um, so for me, I just got to kind of live more of what f- was felt genuinely me. So that was nice. But that's not related to sex. Let's talk about sex. Um, How was the sex in Hawaii? Because you were there with your partner. I was there with my partner, and I'll share a little more about some communication tools that we use for our relationship and all that stuff. But yeah, for the first week, we just we had like we had a lot of sex. It was good. It was really really hot. It was awesome. And we had we were staying in these little Airbnbs and traveling all over and. Um, you know, we did a lava hike, got to poke the lava with a stick. It was pretty awesome. And yeah, we did a lot, a lot of adventures. We traveled so well together, which is wonderful because we're moving in together on January 1st. We've been together off and on for four years and been through a lot. New year, new digs. Ooh. So it's wonderful to be in that space and to uh, cohabitate so well together for three weeks, like just perfectly and you feel even more connected every day through it. Uh, and, but what I will say, so I am a snuggling machine and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of obsessed with snuggling. And it, It's the fact where I'm sleeping next to my partner. Like I can sleep alone, obviously, with not snuggling someone and I sleep fine. When I'm sleeping next to another body, for some reason there's something in me that has to touch them. And I realize where it comes from is... I lived this childhood very much in fear. I lived in this big seven-bedroom Victorian with just my mom and dad. And I always wanted someone to either just sleep in my room to keep me safe because nights in the dark were scary for me. The house is freaky. It's really scary. Super scary. Definitely some entities in Oh, there. yeah, dude. Yeah. So now... To have this person sleeping next to me, it's like my childhood dream. Like, finally, there's this person that can help me feel safe in my sleep. And so I and I just want to be held by them and touched by them. And even if we're not, you know, I'm not like in your their arms in my partner's arms. I still want to like have a foot on their foot. something. Yeah, like, I, I, know, I need I some contact. contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I don't have it, I feel th- this anxiety. And go, ah, it's gone it's gone and it's it's so interesting it really it really comes from this childhood fear and that this is now giving me this feeling of feeling safe I there. sleep
1: really hot and I love the same thing I have to have and it's like I, like, sweat it out, even though, but I love the skin-to-skin contact. Like, I have to yeah. have it, too.
0: It's so nourishing, and not everyone likes that. I know this this uh, one girl who's dating someone else, someone that I know. Um, they, like, I know them both separately. And she called it snuggle purgatory because <laughs> <laughs> he was a huge snuggler. And she was like, what the fuck? Why do people like that? I'm like, I'm obsessed with that. I'm I love that. She's too. She wants nothing to do with it. It's not her thing, and it's it's you know it's upbringing, and of course it's our conditioning. But anyways, I had some insights into that. So okay, but that's a long winded story. Here, I'll finish my little tangent here. So the beginning of the trip, lots of sex, lots of snuggling. The snuggles were badass, like just you know melting each other's arms all night long. But on on the third week, the snuggle game changed. It was. Less snuggles, like less connected. We even had like a <laughs> snuggle argument at one point. I had a nightmare and I we wanted some support and he was like, I'm trying to sleep. And we all tell more about that, I guess, with um, the communication stuff because I didn't communicate so well of what I needed from him in that moment. Um, and so I asked him, I was like, is this what it's going to be like when we live together? You know, we were just together for three weeks, so the beginning was all new and exciting, so the snuggles were really awesome. But when we live together, is it going to be like the last week where it's like, oh, you snuggle next to me all the night, so now I'm just going to, like, eh, not put a lot into it? And he promised me, he's like, no, baby, I promise <laughs> that there will be plenty of good snuggles. I was like,
1: okay, okay. I, I I totally desire the same snuggle uh, amount of snuggles. And I'm always like, hey... You know, if I wanted to sleep alone, then I could I'd sleep alone. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, you're here for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> just
0: so snuggle me <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm like the snuggle Nazi. It's pretty funny. Like, yeah, oh. don't snuggle me now. You don't snuggle me when we sleep together. It's different. Damn It's d- it's it's really it's it's like and, and uh, I mean. When I was younger, I really desired just anyone, a friend, to sleep in my room. They didn't have to touch me either. I was just so scared to be alone. And there was this thought that if I had a friend in there, even if they were sleeping on the floor, that I would be safe. I was scared of everything. Monsters, the dark, you know, all the ghosts, everything. I was so scared. What a, what a, it was just, the whole childhood was just like nights nights were always hard for me, and so this day I'm a really light sleeper. And now is there's just something about my like I you know it's like my my shine my night and shining har- armor you know my yeah. hero coming to save me from my many years of fear. In I slept with sleep. my
1: brother most of the time until Lucky. he had a waterbed, and that fun. was like my favorite thing to do because I was scared too. I was terrified of the dark. Yeah, so I'd always sleep. I was like, can I sleep with you? He's yeah, like, fine. Yeah. And the waterbed was warm.
0: That's a, that sounds really comfy. Like the womb.
1: It was like the <laughs> womb. Slash I always got stuck in like the corner, so I'd be like wake up like getting slapped with the waterbed. <laughs> yeah.
0: That sounds like a good time though. I'd be good. Yeah. What about you? Which new chip?
1: So many things. I've been here in Santa Cruz, which is so unlike me. Usually mm. I'm the one off traveling. Um and you're here more yeah. or less. And I haven't been since um Europe, since I got back from Europe, I haven't traveled at all. So I've been having a lot of quality time with my partner, which is also something that, um, I haven't had in a long time. Cause number one, I haven't had like this, you know, consistent monogamous relationship. And number two, um, even, you know, I I work so much and now that I work from home, I'm like more accessible throughout the day. I'm not like in an office life. Um, so, um, it's been really cool. A lot of quality time, a lot of good stuff. Um, like, you know, obviously there's always growing pains with relationships, but I want to say like, um, I feel like there's this moment that I had when I was in Amsterdam and um, we met this couple um, that had been together like july but they were 24 and they were you know so swoony and crazy and like blah, blah, like you know sucking face everywhere and i was like oh my god i remember what it was like to be you know to be that to be that and i kind of got sad there's a moment where i was like wait a second and i was like wait i have this real raw like it's a it's in a very adult relationship i love it because it's like it's just um it has passion and like power and I don't know, all of the things that I wanted in a relationship support, but it's not like that puppy dog kind of thing. So I had a minute and I was like, Hey, can, can we be like that? Yeah, sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, totally. I get it. But it was, it was, he's like, I get it. Like that does look innocent and like, it was like puppy love. Yeah. Um, so, um, I was going through some of those things where it's still new. We're still getting to know each other, you know, it's, but traveling with your partner as you just did in Hawaii. Traveling with your partner, you realize so many things about them. Um, and I have to say we traveled really well together. And the sex has been really great. Um, I think that like in general we're like starting to kind of um go into new elements like I desire the connection and he desires the roughness mm-hmm. so I'm like hey why don't we do the whole the old 50 50 mm-hmm. um because like I always want to like the make love mm-hmm. and he's like I want to fuck it out but
0: that's why you make love first then you fuck
1: yeah <laughs> so um just today I was like hey um I he says like I I definitely walk around like a little bit more angry if i don't have an orgasm a day cuz it does really keep the doctor away from me like i have to have an <laughs> orgasm a day apples. whether it's self- yeah. self-induced or whatever so today um i was like kind of walking around he's like all right we got to go back to your house and and uh make sure you have an orgasm before cuz he had to go to work in San Francisco and so, so i totally yeah i totally squirted on my bed Whee!
0: <laughs> Right right before, we're using Hita- you said the magic wand. I use
1: the magic wand, yeah. which he calls the baseball bat because he's like the <laughs> no
0: baseball bat's coming. Is it up. Are you rechargeable or the? Electric? I use the
1: rechargeable yeah. one because um, the wall plug one is just frustrating. I need to get a smaller one as you
0: suggested. Yeah, then what about the mystic wand? I'm it, gonna it's, try. It's powerful. You would it would work for you because there's people. So so the um, the magic wand, we would formally call the Hitachi, is a, is like a big. It's like the size it of looks forearm. like a baseball <laughs> bat, and, but it's so wow. powerful. It's really well made. There's an electric version, and there's also an. an new rechargeable version that's awesome yeah but it's really big and bulky and um and but it's really wonderful especially for people who are having trouble having orgasms or if you want to squirt from from clitoral stimulation they're awesome and you can use a back massager
1: but i but you talked about this vibrating uh a vibrating uh fast right like where you stopped using vibrators yes i had to take one because i was getting too addicted to it and not it doesn't desensitize. Remember, we've talked yeah. about this it's before. It's a mental addiction. It's a mental addiction, yeah. and so that thing I, only takes me
0: five seconds to get t- off. So I exactly. use that exactly. Yeah. So
1: I told him because he's like, okay, let's get the magic wand. I was like, you know what? I need a break. I need to just get off. Um, without it for a little while, yeah. so I took a break. But then today, I, that's when we busted it out, and yeah. it's been a while. And I was yeah. like, oh my! But
0: that's what that's that's wonderful because then when it comes back, it's extra special, right? right. So if it's every day, that's fine. If you're an everyday person, that's awesome because you're still having orgasm. So kudos to you. And you know, for for me, and I think with what you're saying, is I like to to whip them out for special occasions. Special occasions could be once a week, depending on how you define that. Because then it makes it extra exciting and different kind of orgasm. Yeah. And, um, and then, and it doesn't get, I don't get that brain f- click of like, but this thing only took five seconds. So I need this. Well, I think this, a, a solid solution, um,
1: because I do want to, it's h- difficult to incorporate him in with the magic wand cause it's so big. It's huge. So he uses his fingers. He'll just like penetrate me uh, with like, the fingers, with, with while, the fingers yeah. while I'm using it. Um, so the thing is we're coming, hot octopus is coming out with a cock ring. It's a, like a, Oh, that he can wear that he can wear. So Ooh. I want, I think it's going to come out in February and it's like the most powerful thing. And I think that will be a game changer for, um, like incorporating Ooh, You in. know what
0: it also means? It means that you guys can't fuck as much. and You have to do more grinding, which you like. Because I know. Cock rings don't work with fucking. I know. They don't hit the, they don't hit your body. Yeah. So first the grind, then, then, the then the pump. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. You're going to get your way. But yeah. That's and, well until then. Yeah. That's exciting. When is it? Yeah. February?
1: February yeah. and yeah, we're just like. I've been Still looking forward to it. that because yeah. all the cock rings, have, I, in my opinion, just aren't strong enough for yeah, me. And movie. whatever, if my I, I call it like my blown out clitoris because I've been <laughs> using the, the vibrators for it's not desensitized. Like, I just like a lot of power. So, for me, all the cock rings out there, like the vibrating cock rings, just aren't powerful enough. So, m- it's more of a nuisance. But I think the one that one Hot Octopus is making is like amazing and super powerful. So, I'm ready for that.
0: And that's a good myth that you just busted for people that I'm sure we've talked about many times before, but just a reminder for people that. Um, that the sex toys aren't changing your anatomy, your physiology. It's a mental addiction. It's the brain literally being impatient and right. being convinced that you know it's a neural neural pathway, a story that it created, saying, "This it takes me only five seconds to get off to this, and I want that because it and it's the addiction is not to the thing, it's to dopamine. It's well, to the, do- yeah. the instant the dopamine rush. Uh-huh. Right. Same thing with porn. It's it's the addiction to the the to the drug that your brain naturally produces. Well, I also realized something. I had a breakthrough because <laughs> and this is me being shameless, but I was a I bedwetter
1: like until I was like nine. Aww, you know? So with the, like with ejaculation, I get really shamed. like I don't shame myself for doing. It. I love that the fact that I can do it, but I get all shaming
0: about like the oh, like maybe it's pee. Yeah.
1: Well, not only maybe it's pee, but the mess that it makes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I have to clean this up. I just get this like flash, and I told you my water partner blanket. That, I know, but my mom used to
0: make me sleep on plastic sheets because oh, I peed. They're a bit. all crunchy. It's so, all so crunchy, and I'm like, eh. the waterproof blanket. We have these ones at Pure Pleasure, the Fascinator Throw by Liberator, oh. and they are like the size of a twin mattress. So it's not like a full queen size. Yeah, but one side is a soft velour, and the other side is like just like a like a silky kind of thing and you can pour a whole cup of water on it and it doesn't make the crunchy thing crunchy noises I and need then, one of those and you can throw in Christmas the wash Christmas is coming and clean Chip it. yeah ho, 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 can you ho, give me I'll a- give you one yeah oh, I up for Christmas yeah and on
1: that note pure pleasure everyone yeah right we yeah. just did I, that was like an organic way to pitch both of our things yeah not, we're not even trying well I that just, was
0: that was yeah definitely a, that was a um that a good, I mean the waterproof blankets are awesome <laughs> they're, they're and for people it gets rid of that that shame. you know people can lay towels down and there still that's is the, what I, that's what I so today I laid my other Overalls that I was wearing before these, I was like
1: grabbed them real quick because I was like, "All right," I was like, "My my duvet is dry clean only, and that Uh, thing is like sixty bucks to dry clean." I just got it done. I was like, "I cannot on the duvet. I just can't get on there." So anyway, I realized that I had a breakthrough with my shame because I like I'll I'll stop myself from female ejaculating because of like the. me doing it in the mess like mm-hmm. I'm like oh when I should be like stoked inside my mind goes to oh no oh no hold back hold back you don't want to clean it up oh my god is that uh, is, is he gonna think that I'm gross
0: or that I made a mess of that it's pee yeah yeah and it's even though you know what it is and even you though, know yeah. that he loves it yeah that still comes up that's very totally. isn't that interesting how that works that yeah. even though we have our education there's still and I think that that's just because of the conditioning because deep down our system knows that Uh, what people are saying out there about it you know we know that uh, people still have their things about it even if we're doing the work to get away from that it can still come up for us and we just so all you do is you observe that and you breathe into it and you keep going well p.s
1: the magic wand helps with the ejaculation but um so does like your pelvic floor health which is something that i constantly maintain so that's why i think i am and i don't P.S. squirting like it doesn't projectile
0: out for some folks it it's could gushing. But it's, 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 more it's a gushing. gush yeah it's like little so puddle that's coming out exactly little, yeah.
1: so it's not like it's like a squirting the wall and yeah. I'm like whoa it's very different
0: from when you're urinating it's a whole different sensation I was
1: talking to my roommate about this today because she was like how do you do that like I've always wanted to do it and I was like well it took me this really powerful toy and like my pelvic floor health but um also like in general she was like telling me that, like, she never does her kegels. I was like, you have to, as soon as you do your kegels, like, it'll be a breakthrough for you. And it didn't Mm. happen for me until I was, I think I was, like, 29 or 30, until Mm. I when I started the female ejaculation.
0: Yeah. But... Well, and it's also one of those things, that once you do it, you you know, you kind of, like, open up the floodgates, then it makes it more possible for you to do because you learn that it's a possibility for your body
1: and it's cool that we can produce this that you know doctors like no one can tell us where it comes from there's no like well no there is there's there's
0: so they say yeah there is so there's this wonderful book called the women's anatomy of arousal we have that at pure pleasure as well um you can find it online but it's one of my favorite books and when it comes to female sexuality and orgasm Um, You can find it at purepleasureshop.com, and our listeners get 15% off with Shameless Sex, sex, PP, in all capitals. And so with that said, what she describes it as, so this is what's happening. You have this tissue that surrounds the urethra, so it's a spongy tissue. Literally think of it as a sponge, but it's protecting the urethra, and actually penises have it too. They have spongy tissue that surrounds the urethra there. It's erectile tissue. So it protects it, it surrounds it. Now, what does erectile tissue do when it gets aroused? Blood goes to it, so it gets it engorges. Right. So the so now imagine the blood going to around that area to that spongy tissue there because you're getting aroused blood's going there. It's engorging. When it engorges on a cellular level, what that tissue is doing, it's I think it's called diffusing blood from your, or water from your bloodstream into that spongy tissue. So think of it as a sponge that's pulling water out of your blood by just uh-huh. touching it. You know, it touches it, pulls the water. Hence, when you're hydrated, you can squirt And more. if you're dehydrated, it's hard to do. Yeah. So then that spongy tissue fills up, and the more aroused you get, the more water will go there because the more blood that is going to your genitals. And so it fills up, and either from pressing into it with fingers or a dildo or a cock, or from um, having orgasm contracting, so that squeezes the muscles. Or from using a really strong vibrator on the clitoris, Wild which getting, yeah. pretty st- much stimulates that too. It can then push that fluid out. Does that get, so there you go. Like that's. I mean, there there aren't like super academic studies that right. are showing this because no one's paying for that because they don't give a fuck well, about it. Well, they also
1: don't really know like how, like like why we'd produce it because you know most of our... Oh, the theory of the, why? Like, like the yeah. theory, and it doesn't have... Like most people have... All fluids come for a reason, you know? one
0: theory that I've heard, and I said this to, I think it was Chris Ryan, and he's an anthropologist, so I don't think he agreed with this, but he had some other... Thing he's like, I've never heard that, but um, was that perhaps it evolved? If you believe in evolution of you know the body, it evolved to help us not get bladder infections. Mm. So that when the bacteria goes up in the urethra, when we have the ex- when we expel the fluid through ejaculation, we clear it out, and then you wouldn't get a bladder infection. This is a theory; mm. has not been proven. Um, it doesn't make
1: sense because then everybody would be able to. do Everyone it. can. They just and don't
0: know they can. Well. I mean, at the end of the day, unless someone's body is physiologically doesn't have that tissue or something, they'll be able to do it. But pretty much everyone has the ability to do it. Most people just that's homework for y'all. Yeah. And, and, and not everyone has to. Not everyone no. wants to. Right. I didn't know that I could until it happened. Then I was like, oh, what I, oh nice. Yeah. And I'm going to come all over the place and still shame myself sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: It happens. Well, I'm getting I'm working through that. Yeah. I'm, I'm working through it. And that that rubber sheet will help it's
0: not rubber <laughs> it's kidding. much more luxurious the fascinator throw it's a great time i
1: got this rubber sheet from amy for christmas i remember
0: those those waterproof sheets for bedwetters oh, i think for I had bed- bedwetters
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah my mom would threaten to put me in diapers and i was like oh, i was like nine i was like you. I don't want to have diapers when in third grade oh. i know and that's like real like like honestly, I just shared that with y'all, but that's that's a been a real embarrassing a thing for me to have my so much whole control life. Over you. Yeah, good job. I'm, I'm releasing it. I told my partner. I'm telling all of you right now. You just told a, hundred, like, a couple thousand people. Was,
0: <laughs> you just told like ten people. Yeah. No, I said a couple thousand. Okay. <laughs> no, you told a lot. No, seriously. So I'm, if you I'm, see I'm, me
1: at Pure Power, don't judge me.
0: <laughs> 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 so you, bet wet you the bed, bed wetter till nine. <laughs> So anyway, that's what's happening in my life. Yeah, she's wet in the bed. No, she's not. But <laughs> no. She's like, in a new way. In a new way. Yeah. Went in that bed and I'm using, you know. Now you're consciously wetting it. Now I'm perfect. consciously uh, hoping I will. Yeah. Remind me after this to get you that Christmas present. I'll tell okay, you I, you I will. You liked it.
1: Um. So that's it. That's what's going on with me. And, yeah. you know, every day is a working day with my partner. I want to say love, 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 like actually communicating because I never did that before. And this whole, you know, I think like shameless sex, we're all about, you know, Coming to terms with like our inner vulnerabilities and communicating, and but honestly, like I can have, I can say I'm now fully practicing that in my relationship, being intimate. But it's so much, it's work. Yeah. Um. And also, it's wonderful to have a partner that shows up for me in the same kind of way. It's Mm -hmm. also communicating. It's not just like you know, a street that's going one direction. It's been like really um symbiotic and and nice. So
0: and it's two steps forward, one step back. Right. So it's you're doing the work, and then all of a sudden. You're like, how are we fucking here again? How are we, yeah. you know, to having to, to process this thing again? And it's because that's how that's what happens, you know, as I mean, over time, as we continue to do the work, we just get better at it. And the things that trigger us, hopefully, they trigger us less or they happen less, you know, it's well, it's the process. I'm
1: definitely going to reread this book that we've talked about before, but it's called Taking the Word Out of Our Words. It's nonviolent communication. Right. The Art of Nonviolent um, Communication. And it's like, because I happen to, um, sometimes I'm not the best with like how I present information that's in my head that sounds like oh that's reasonable in my head and then I present it and it comes out in a way that I'm like wow that was kind of in an attacking kind of mode and unintentionally I'd meant it in this like really kind way um but yeah I basically like told my partner that I had to lower my expectations of him because, and I didn't, I just meant to say like, Hey, I hope you can make more time for me. Yeah, But that's instead not I was like, <laughs> no, I said like, yeah, I got to lower my expectations. And I was like, wait, that was an and asshole. Thing it to was, say. Yeah. He was like, really? Right now? So that being said, I was like, wow, I really need to get better with how I pr- present things and I'm working on it. I'm, we're all works in progress mm-hmm. and that's okay. And yeah. I want to, so I'm rereading that book. I'm, I'm, I started and It's so helpful. It really does give you like, great tools yeah. um, to just an
0: audiobook I need to I need, it's not because no. there's
1: a lot of like tools inside the book that you have to okay. read and it's like sectioned off um, it's more of like it's an education piece yeah. so think about like a textbook but it's easy reading the first part if y'all buy that book and I've given it to other friends before that, you know, we're, you know, having communication breakdowns in their relationships. Um, but the first part of it, it's, it gets kind of exhausting because they go into a lot of like the way we communicate defensively. So it kind of weighs on you a little bit. It's not giving you like the tools right away. It's kind of giving you examples like of like, here's
0: all the shitty ways you communicate. Yeah. Here's
1: how you are terrible <laughs> yeah. at communicating. But, and it gets exhausting. You're like, it kind of, you know, like when you're surrounded by negativity, it kind of drags you down. Yeah. But then once you get to the breakthrough part, it's about like, I think 60 pages in, then you're like, oh, it starts to feel really like really good. So, yeah. if you are going to read that book, which I recommend highly recommend doing, in general, even if you have great communication, it's always better to improve. Um, but get through the first sixty pages, and then be patient. Get, yeah,
0: be patient with it. I think that's a really good segue into this piece about uh, communication relationships. Yes, question. Which is what you're talking it's a, about? It's not a question. Oh. It's, it's so we'll get into sex questions. We have a number of them that we're going to get into. But before we do that, this is um, a piece that I learned from someone recently when I went to go see a. We'll call him a. Um, relationship coach. He's, he's amazing. He specializes in work with masculinity and fear, but he's just an incredible relationship coach. And um, he's someone that was recommended my way by some friends that are seeing him. And so my partner and I went and had two sessions with him, actually, while we were in Hawaii. Uh, he's based out of Maui. His name's is, name is Shems Hartwell. And if you look up Shems uh you can find information about him there as I talk about some tools that he gave us. And I'm hoping, Shems, we want you on our podcast. My partner and I have really high standards for the people that we work with. And we had those two sessions with him and he just blew us away with these tools. So... Uh, so what he taught us, April and I always talk about empowered language. So you're, you know, uh, clearly when you said I'm going to lower my expectations, that was not empowered. We no. know that. <laughs> you know that's not empowered. Yeah. I made a mistake, but I'm yeah. only human. I know. So we make mistakes, and there needs to be room for mistakes for us right. because we are we aren't always going to be perfect. And if we expect someone to be perfect, it's we're just setting ourselves up for failure, and um, it's too. Then they have to walk on eggshells. So, um, but we, so when we talk about empowered language, we've always talked about speaking from the I feel. And what I learned in this session with him is to understand that there's different ways that we can describe how we feel that is, is, is empowered. And there's, under, there's words that we can say, I feel that's also very loaded. So if say you made a comment to me, uh, you said, um, I lower my expectations no, of you. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah there's something that you said and I felt judged by you okay. or I felt like my first feeling is like, holy shit, they're criticizing me. They're judging me. Right. If I say I feel judged, that is, is really questionable because I'm talking. I'm I'm making a statement about something you're doing. Right? That's not a feeling. It, you, it is a feeling because I'm feeling judged. But I'm feeling judged by you. And so that in itself could actually potentially be maybe I wouldn't call it violent communication, and it could be really messy because all of a sudden I'm saying you're doing something. It feels accusatory. Yeah, still, accusatory, yeah. right? So I feel judged. I feel criticized. You know things like that might not be the most empowered ways to speak, even though if that's what you're feeling. Beneath that, there will be something deeper that you're feeling that isn't pointing fingers at someone. So, because a
1: lot of folks revert to the you make me feel this way so no, that's never that that's never a step, uh, we never want to talk about you make me i feel judged as like yeah. it's okay but not necessarily the best way it's
0: not going to be because it could bring up something for someone that right. someone else can now feel attacked or like you're saying they're a shitty person or you know, so in it's if we're speaking empoweredly empoweredly is not even a word Empow- it, empowered? in an <laughs> empowered in manner in an empowered way <laughs> um, <laughs> empoweredly i like then it. we want to speak from us so right. instead of you know so say you say something and I'm also I'm feeling judged and criticized by by April. Uh, instead, I would want to say something that is really about what I'm personally feeling. Um, I'm feeling like for me sometimes what I feel is um, I feel like I'm not enough, and that is still isn't fully a feeling, but at least it's not pointing a, fi- a finger at you. Mm-hmm. So say I were to say that so you make a statement to me and I say, I'm feeling not like I'm not enough right now. And, and not
1: for you, but just in general, and just in general, because I, I feel like a deep enough. wounding for right. many years.
0: What you could do to help me go deeper in that. So say I respond with something that still is unclear to you or is, is feeling like you don't know what I'm going through. Then you can ask me a question of, about it. So you can say, OK, okay yeah. How, how are you not feeling? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that in you're not ways? feeling enough. And what do you like? What else? What else is there for you? You know, and then it can I can help to go in a little deeper into myself of um, oh yeah, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling really heavy, I'm feeling um just I'm I'm feeling really disconnected from myself. And, you know, this so let's let's play with some words here that we can use that are feeling more empowered. So what are some feelings that are just yours that you could share that you come that come up for you? Sad.
1: Oh, in general, angry, or yeah, frustrated. About that specific uh-huh. situation, yeah. yeah. In no, just oh, in, in general. Oh, in general. Yeah. Oh, just I mean, so um, that we can get
0: clear on words that aren't charged and that are charged. Okay, so so sad, angry, uh, angry, frustrated. Um, Frustration usually is anger. Um, Annoyed. Oh yeah. Happy. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's those ones, but then there's also so disappointed. Okay. Resentful. Um, afraid, fearful. Those are really big. Fear ones. is a it's almost always fear it's almost everything at the end of the day right it
1: comes from fear based stuff yeah um not good enough that's always one yeah and and
0: not good enough not enough not enough not good enough and so those ones i feel like they're not as accusatory and there's something bigger beneath it so right so if i'm not good enough there's something else beneath there i feel um like i'm not lovable uh i feel like I'm, you know, you know, whatever it is. I'm f- I feel like I'm a nuisance or, you know, whatever, whatever the feeling that you're having there that's coming through there. And and then we can go even deeper, the physical feeling. Now, with the, what this guy Shems talked about, he gave us this order of operations and g- introduced this whole new way of communicating that I that we're still perfecting. So it's pretty it's a little complicated, but I'll explain it to you. Um, so first of all, someone has a trigger. Right. So someone says something and someone has a trigger. And so they state, hey, when you said this, I felt really hurt. So now that the thing is on the table, the other person asks them an inquiring question and also supports that right away without talking about themselves. So a lot of times the first th- instance, like, uh, I didn't mean to do that. Or why did, what?" like, you know, they explain their own thing. You know, this is what I really meant. I didn't mean this, da-da-da-da.
1: Which is defensive communication.
0: And, and you're also taking away from the person's hurt. You're making it about you now. Right. It's not about you. Right. They have a hurt now. Listen, to, listen the fuck up. And as I say this, I am still learning how to do this. So listening is
1: I mean, it's three fourths of the battle instead of turning it to be about you, the battle in general of, of yeah. like communication at uh, people. Uh, I say the 80 20 rule yeah. we've talked about so many times. Do your best to listen 80 percent of the time and yeah. then to speak 20 percent.
0: Well, and especially when someone's cre- conveying a hurt, whatever you can do to not go in your own story right away. And you might you might you still have a story. Oh, wow, I'm feeling really defensive. And like, I, that's not what I meant. And I like I this is I meant to do this, this and this. and Like, why are they doing this? If you can put that aside for a moment and just say, "Hey, yeah, I'm hearing you're you're sounding you're you're really hurt right now. Okay, what I want to support you right now." Like, let's, I'm, I'm fully here for you. Let's, let's talk about this. And be
1: calm. That's yeah. the one thing
0: people just let kind them of, know Yeah, in a calm way. Like, all right, I hear you and I'm here for you. I'm not going anywhere. And just let them know that. And then you can start, you, know, you can ask them some questions. So, so, you know, what else is there for you? And then the other person can start speaking with those empowered words that we were just talked about. I feel sad. I feel uh, angry. Down, I feel angry, annoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm, as they go into those words. So uh, avoiding the accusatory words and using those words. And um, and then, so do you speak about the specific situations which
1: tr- which is triggering those emotions?
0: I, you know, or at the end, right? What at the end of the day, the story piece, right? What we're learning with this tool, and this is just one method, right? There's so many methods. Mm-hmm. The story piece isn't really relevant right now. It's okay. about what's present and its hurt and feelings. So so it's all
1: about just tuning into like the emotions that are there and having yeah. someone
0: hear you. You can say when you said this, I felt hurt. And now there's hurt. What's with let's work with the hurt. So what's here? OK, I'm here for you. I'm partner. I want to show up for you. Like I'm here. Let's 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 t- go into this. Like, I, I love you and I want to support you. Like, What else is present for you? What do you need right now? Or not even the word need, maybe how can I support you right now? And then the other person can just continue conveying the actual feelings. And he gave us another tool beyond that, which is something called the inarguable truth. So those steps right there, so what are the steps where someone conveys the hurt in a loving way, of course. Uh, the other person says, all right, I'm here for you, and doesn't make it about them. Then the other person who has the hurt conveys more of the feelings of what's going on there. Then there's the inarguable truth piece that he talks about, which is, the actual feelings like the, that are deep inside of us and as they shift. So um, right now I'm feeling this tightness in my chest and I'm feeling kind of like I want to run away right now and hide under a rock, And but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay here, but that's like where I want to be right now. And then the other person does the same thing. So even the person now, now it's an opportunity for the person that received the hurt to now share about them. It's he, What he's saying is it's really important when someone shares their hurt with you, For you to fully show up for them and not make it about you right away. It's really helpful. And then as more feelings come out so hard to do. It's so hard to do. Because you automatically want to be like Me, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And you wanna protect yourself. But it's but it's not really helpful. Which is the defense part. Yeah. That's a great mechanism. I like that. So put that putting that aside showing up for them and then going into the, the actual feelings and then once you've done that then that person that received the um, the hurt can say okay yeah now i'm feeling a little angry and i'm feeling a little tightness in my chest it's okay for the person that receives the hurt to be triggered like that happens you know sometimes i say i'm hurt you know this thing that you did i'm 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 feeling hurt and you feel now i'm triggered. i'm fucking mad at you for feeling hurt by me like you know that happens mm-hmm. but we don't point fingers instead the useful thing would just be convey the feelings i'm feeling a little anger now and then you sit in that and you sit you allow that to sit so you share your anger and i just sit with that and you sit with that for maybe 10 seconds 20 seconds and then i share something that i have and now i'm feeling anger too and then we sit with that and then you go in deeper and usually what happens is the emotions start to shift Now your anger has become sadness. Now I'm I'm feeling really sad and this tenderness in my heart. And I kind of want to cry. And we sit with that. And then I share, I kind of, yeah, I'm feeling sad now too. I want to cry too. And you keep moving through it. And all of the sudden, at some point, it's like it's diffused. And now you're just in raw emotion. You're just there to be in raw emotion. And in that moment, then you can talk about the story. Mm. now we've just gone brought everything into the emotion into the presence we've shown up for each other we've heard each other now we can talk like real people and be like all right so i'm here and you're here like let's talk about this um i'm really desiring x y and z and um and so that's what happened there i got triggered when x y and z didn't happen and i want to you know speak to you lovingly but blah 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 you know so and all of a sudden they can hear you That makes sense. Yeah, kind of long winded, but but no, no, I get it. I was just trying to process it with your own story of how it would apply. Wait a
1: second, how would I apply that to my situation? And I was just going over the the kind of the process of what I would do. Um, It's it's so fucking hard oh it's to like, so hard it's so hard just to because for me too i operate at this like mock seven speed i don't know and so it's always like i just want to like almost have the instant gratification of not like sitting and processing but just being like no i want everything to be okay how can i make this better what can i do yeah but well, that's fix it the now, shit fix it that's now. the shit that got me in trouble in the first you know part of um you know having my relationships play out as they have in the past which right everything that was meant to be was and it is for a reason mm-hmm. but like i'm just like thinking about um you know even if i had those tools back then i don't think i could have applied them but now i think that being talking, speaking more slowly yes, and slow listening down. and becoming a yeah. bit better and not being this level one shitty listener, like,
0: and the defensiveness and trying to protect yourself and whatever we can do to let go of that. And I probably didn't say that all perfectly. So again, I really hope Shem's going to come on our podcast to talk yeah, about I would this. I'd love to have him. It's, it's, a it's amazing. And so work. He gave us this tool in a session. Um, he gave us a piece of it. And then what happened was a couple of days later, my partner and I actually did have a trigger where we tried to use it. And w- it is it is hard, everyone, as I say this, it, even when I've tried to use it, it hasn't gone perfectly. But it helped. Definitely I, helped. Yeah. And at least you have the tools. Yes.
1: And so you can be like, hey, and even talk about it when you're in that space. Like, mm-hmm. hey, can we attempt to use yeah. some of the tools that we learned? I mean, I can try, but I, I definitely need you to... Write that down for yeah. me so I can or I'll list, listen to the podcast on repeat right there. Yeah,
0: we can write it right down the the steps there and yeah, you know, we can yeah, listen and write down the steps and I think again, practice makes perfectly imperfect, right? You'll get better at it the more you utilize the tool. So
1: the Enneagram, which we like we I don't think we've ever talked about it actually but the book's right here because I'm obsessed with some of the tactics but it's usually psychological and spiritual um, tactics that are researched but a lot of it does if you kind of find out where you're at on the Enneagram and where your partner's at you can sort of also um, get new tools to sort of communicate with them as well Mm -hmm. and you can see when they're uh, acting on an unhealthy to healthy um, version of themselves and
0: like um, Like their shadow side versus their right and this is one thing my partner and I were talking about after we learned this tool, because this actually isn't the exact same thing I was taught in Somatica. In Somatica, we were taught a different way, where someone says, "Hey, when you walk in the door and you don't hug me, I feel sad," and the other person, um, so, you know, does the same thing, where they just like, "All right, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and this is what I'm hearing when you feel sad, X, Y, and Z," and then the other person s- goes into their story. It's a different level. The inarguable truth isn't a part of it, and it, in the Somatica method of dealing, what we call it, repair work. Is a little more like just gets right to it. Here's the thing. And yeah, and like, let's talk about the thing. Let's talk about the emotion. And now I'm going to cop to how I could do better. And that, so that's just a method, and that will work for a lot of people. So there isn't one way. You know, Enneagram, it's going to have a lot of methods that will mm-hmm. can work for your relationship. This one that we learned with the Inarguable Truth that Shems teaches, where I'm really seeing a lot of value in it. There's you know, so, there's so many methods. So I'm just saying, you know, try them all out and figure out what feels best for you in your communication with the partner because we all communicate differently. Well, yeah, but and absolutely. And the Enneagram really helps getting um, to
1: know yourself. And, and uh, that's what I love about it because I'm like, oh, yeah, that does have triggers for me. But I love different ways to communicate with um with partners and with friendships like that like what what um Shem is teaching you cuz mm-hmm. that's interesting.
0: I mean the more stick to the yeah stick to the feelings and I think that was one really key piece there that I that I learned is that moment when someone shares a hurt with you to just hear them and to put your shit aside and just say like all right you have you have a hurt here and I'm here for you. And like that is, that in itself is so fucking powerful. It's huge. If you can do take anything and like if the rest of this is feeling too complicated If you can just incorporate that, it'll probably help your communication game. Whee! I like it. Yeah, wow! So, uh, wow! We wow! That wow. was a lot, girl. I like it. Right, I think so. On this podcast, I think we're only going to have time to answer one sex question. All the rest of them Is are it? going to go to the next podcast. I think so. Yeah, because we're getting at forty-six minutes already, and our pod, our listeners—we're gonna like,
1: have a special four-hour podcast yeah, today. Yes, right, for your with listening us. pleasure.
0: Yes, because we have a lot of good sex questions. I know. Yeah. Well, let's go. Yeah. we'll, yeah, that's, we'll that's let's great. answer we, one, and it'll then be a our, two-parter. Yeah, we will okay. be a two-parter. with the sex other sex questions will go on another one because we have some really awesome. ones. We'll do
1: a. Lips at the end to be continued, but let's yeah let's. Okay. Say, what's the best question we should start with? Because we got a lot of amazing questions. So but as many, a,
0: I'm trying to think of one that is very different from all the other ones. Um, how about the one that you have that's on the uh, uh, open relationships? Because that's very separate oh, from yes. everything else. We have an open relationship. And question.
1: also, y'all, while I'm pulling this up, um, please write us. Let us know. We are. Attempting to, we do to the best of our ability um, try to answer you, but it does take us some time because remember, um, Amy and I have five jobs. Five jobs. I mean, I have one job, but um, well, they're all in the same industry. Yeah. So it's, and we travel and we're busy.
0: So, um, and this is like our favorite thing to do. This <laughs> is,
1: this is like where our passion lies. And I love, like, I love the sex toy industry. I'll never give that up. Even if I become independently wealthy from, like, you know, some o- strike oil in my backyard or something, <laughs> I still would yeah. t- sell sex toys and do shameless sex because yeah. I love. It so much because it just it's like having a it cute little Yorkie to pet. I love it. You're oh. my
0: little Yorkie. Cheer I hear my Yorkie. You're my Shitzu.
1: <laughs> I'll be your Shitzu. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, and um, we're not
0: using people's names. We're just going to use their first initial of their name to keep it anonymous.
1: Yes, actually, we're not going to use names because I didn't write that down on okay, this that's thing. Okay, fine. So you'll be able to say someone said someone. Yeah. So the open relationship question. Um so basically this actually the subject of this is navigating through terrain in UK. And this listeners is from the UK. Um from I think Bristol, he said Bristol. Awesome.
0: Hey UK, which is
1: cool. So probably like, uh, check out Hot with, Octopus, with, uh, yeah. And, yeah, they yeah, probably did great. it resonate. So um basically here is the question. So I'm from Bristol in UK. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and this year I got turned on to relationship anarchy. Which is cool to say. Relationship anarchy. Yeah, we do it our way. Yeah. So this year, I have been on quite a journey with challenging monogamy. I have met a few poly people, but nothing too inspiring. Some girls have been intrigued about the ideas, but I have not really got past the casual, but have not really got past the casual sex thing. So with so much coming out of the West Coast and Canada and America, um, basically, I think what he means is like, because it seems that California, Canada...
0: Like, how, how are some tips to how to do well, that? Well,
1: um, just to elaborate, because I think we're very poly-open
0: yeah. more than l- other
1: places in the world is what yeah. he, I'm receiving from this. Uh-huh. So, any suggestions for navigating this new polyamorous terrain?
0: Ah, uh, This is something... We actually need to uh, get a, a, a specific um, a person to come on our podcast to talk about this, because we... I mean, I definitely am educated in this, and I have dabbled with some poly I've dabbled with some open and I've done a lot of unethical stuff too in both of those you were in a poly relationship a a fucked up unethical poly for a second that we were like I mean it wasn't it was yeah I don't actually there is a question that's kind of related to that but um yes yes there was some it was but it was you know that it it was just not and, and no one wanted to be in it so that's one of the things is that like everyone in it needs to be on board for it to work. So that's just like its own. Well, confusing. and there's
1: gotta be a ton of open communication and oh, so kind of I mean, it has to be and yeah. we have so many people that we can yeah, read. Yeah. Maybe we should bring Reed back
0: for this. Reed's, right. Reed's, awesome. Reed's really good. Reed, Reed Mahalko yeah.
1: is amazing with um, yeah. navigating through poly terrain. Yes. Yeah. So um, we'll just do like a
0: quick little answer of this, but we'll yes. definitely do a full episode, if not maybe two or three of them, because this is a really important topic. And um, and even w- one day we'll have Dr Chris Ryan who wrote sex at Dawn on here too and he is not a sex educator he's a anthropologist and who wrote a, the book Sex at Dawn which I
1: w- I've referenced because I, w- I read it it's yeah. a brilliant, it's brilliant. book
0: uh, absolutely
1: um such great insight to humans and yeah, how we operate in, in our relationships modern day mm-hmm. and previous but Sorry,
0: and you're and, and, and what that suggests in that book is that uh, humans aren't innately monogamous in that. Um, they that the idea of traditional monogamy of like I'm gonna be with my one partner and we're going to get married and have kids and be together forever. Came from the agricultural movement. It came from a scarcity mentality of like, this is my property, and this is uh, before that there was more shared everything, and all yeah. of a sudden it was mine, 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 and I need to have this person be my person so that we can procreate, and these are my kids, and mine, mine, mine. Well, it mine, was
1: pr- it was ownership for women, ownership actually. for ownership bodies of women, yeah. but literally it started from um, for survival, for survival, yeah. but it was specific. That's what they said in the book, like, it's like out of fear, pretty much the. The biggest loser of um, monogamy and marriage w- were women. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because that changed everything. Yeah. Because we used to, women, we, well, sorry, I own a vulva, so I refer to myself as a woman. <laughs> we used to um, like hold, you know, in tribal space, community living, hold, um, you know, head tribal leader roles. And um, that changed very dramatically with agriculture and with, um, property ownership so
0: yeah it was an ownership thing a scarcity thing it shifted things and so in in in, uh, sex at dawn he doesn't end it with no everyone should become open and poly it's what he what what he's kind of proposing there is just a different way of thinking when people are constantly shaming themselves for having interest in someone other than their partner so it's not necessarily saying you have to act on that and some people want to act on it but sometimes it's just really challenging if we live most i don't really know anyone that's only going to be attracted to one person forever i don't do you i mean i can i can i say something yeah. in regards to this so with my
1: new partner Madly in love, wonderful human. And you know what's funny? I keep getting people asking me, oh, it's so great you met your forever person. I said, look, like I love this person so much. And it's not like until it's over or something, like I'm seeing the glass half empty, but the whole like forever mentality, and I love being monogamous, but I don't know why I think at we it, Western culture specifically put a lot into like this forever person, like this dream of the white picket fence and like forever. And for me as a human, I take my stuff, Day by day. And um, I want communication and flow and I want things to 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 ease with each other so we can balance together and live a healthy existence. And for me, I don't want marriage or kids. So it's like, uh, I love this person. I'm in a relationship. It's solid fucking relationship forever, maybe, hopefully. Forever is, is is for me. So I don't know. I encourage all the listeners to kind of take a look and 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 you know, maybe. Don't put so much on yourself with pressure of forever. Fuck.
0: And the person that you were married to before was your forever person then. your Was your then, person. Right. It was my right? person that so I thought I would
1: be with forever. And, and, I, if,
0: and it was like that for it, a while. It was. And then it wasn't eventually.
1: Because people shift and change. Yeah. And a lot of times, and I've done so many, like, deep, deep nights of thinking and processing of, of like... like you know, is there something wrong with me that I don't want marriage? Like, this is what everybody does. Is there something wrong with me that I don't want children? (laughs) I do. I I think about that. I was like, what? And then I'm like, no, this is, this is me. And so that's why that sex at dawn resonated with me so much because it makes, it helps you, um, put perspective that maybe the traditional ways that we were raised or thought to be okay, maybe, you know, we can rethink those things and they don't always have to be so set in stone, reinvent it. We talk about that all the time. You and I, as you make your own rules. individuals, yeah. like, what are we doing? You can't sleep with this person because I had contact with them. You can't be friends with your ex because you, you know, we're in a relationship with them. There's yeah. all these things that we're like, no, it's yeah. okay. These
0: things are okay. Yeah. these are, This is all just a whole bunch of bullshit rules that someone else created. And, right. um, and so again, like April and I aren't preaching uh, non-monogamy here because like, look at us, we're in monogamous relationships and um, we both s- understand that they're that that's not, f- not always forever right that like in you know and it's not for everyone some people and uh, actually a lot of people want to be with multiple people it's just that what they're what they want it, what it fulfills them it's just part of who they're who they are
1: well i think that uh, this day and age there's so many distractions too it's like no between social media, you're so can think about the access that you have now to other humans that you never had thirty years ago. Um, people, I don't know. For for me, I think like if you really want to tune into your relationship and not distract yourself with whatever you have going on, like do it and and make like Help yourself figure out what's making you happy. Is it is it serving you? I don't know. I do I do it regularly now, and I love it because I'm like, yes, I love this. I'm in this because I want to be in it, not because I have kids or yeah, cause marriage or because I want.
0: Between it. you're actually you're actually choosing. It I'm and choosing. That's it. powerful. That's when, huge. When you actually choose your partner and felt feel chosen by your partner, yeah. that's like, well, yeah, it's an option for you to be here. You don't have to be here, and you're choosing to be here. Like that's fucking awesome. and I no that's longer so special. I, I mean
1: look like marriage is beautiful. I've been in 17 weddings. <laughs>
0: Jesus. I've attended more.
1: <laughs> I um I totally value the sanctity of and the tradition of marriage. Is it for me? No. Um the piece of paper doesn't doesn't mean anything to me. And that doesn't mean monogamy. I know marriage doesn't, you know, um equate to monogamy either by any by all means. Um but I think that reinventing that and with polyamory it's a perfect thing to think about because it is redefining really like what people are used to in society, the majority of people are used mm-hmm. to monogamy and uh, like being with one partner. But poly- Amber,
0: it's contextual though, because if this was hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it might be an entirely different story. Totally. People, but we're so kind of like brainwashed with whatever is present is, has they, we feel like that's always been the story, but it's always changing. Who knows what it's going to be in a couple hundred years where people will be. Maybe, maybe we'll be back to the communal living space. Who knows?
1: Tra- trading without the legal tenure of a dollar bill, it'll be coconuts and
0: no, we're going to Bitcoin. Bit- Bitcoin,
1: Bitcoin. Amy invested in Bitcoin. She Bitcoin. wants that shit to
0: succeed. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's. Oh, so this is. So uh, this person asked the question, though, that, and they're actually looking for tools. We didn't give you any. So.
1: I know. I was just thinking yeah. that. Well, well, I think the this is important. Yes. This is it a is. reference.
0: Like, go check out that book, Sex at Dawn, if you want to. You're mind blown. The first uh, 100 or 200 pages might be hard to get through. It's very academic and it's brilliant. And after a while, you'll be addicted. You
1: your It makes your brain feel like it's like
0: oh, it's, growing it's and getting amazing. bigger. The when I, I was he, reading it, I was like yes I think you said you spent 10 years on it it was a long and process you yeah. could tell I and you wrote it with someone else yes. just has, but, um, uh, and then also some other references before we give just a couple tools is um, The Ethical Slut uh, I think it's oh yeah, that's that's that wrote one. that one it's, it's a really great book to learn more about uh, how to do open and then also Opening Up by Tristan Tormino another great book so there's just a lot of good resources out there there's whole books written on it so that we can't really talk all about it right now because it's very complex and um, But I'd
1: recommend getting one of those books for him to start with, because that's something that you can access in the UK that can help you. And I'm sure there's like nowadays, look at social media, I'm sure there's there's sites you can go on to find other poly people that are open. All kinds of stuff. Yes, yeah, and for sure. and
0: you can find yeah, you know, other communities. There's poly, I don't know in the UK if you have meetup groups, but there's poly meetups or um there's I mean there's all there's all kinds of stuff out there where people, like-minded people are getting together and either just getting to know each other or taking workshops together or whatever it is. And what I will say, so this person said that they've only gotten to the casual point of sex. And so when you're kind of just having casual sex, it doesn't really it's not really poly at that point right it's just like you're dating you're, kind and you're not single, committed right and um, if you're feeling like y- you're going to continue dating first of all if you're dating multiple we've talked about this in past podcasts we're big advocates of being completely transparent with where you are so if you're dating multiple people to let multiple people know that you're dating multiple people uh, is something that that we th- we personally just are big proponents of uh, to keep everyone in in the know and to um, decrease hurt and to to stick to a transparent way of communicating now if your intention is to keep it that way to continue dating multiple people and uh without committing to one person going into monogamy um i would i personally feel like that's a great thing to share maybe on the second date you know like this is how i'm feeling i maybe maybe you've never done non-monogamy i shared it on
1: a regular when i was doing my tears
0: yeah, you. Yeah, but you. But you didn't have the intention of going to do being poly. No, though. no. I'm, I'm saying didn't. that if you know. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Oh, char- like when yeah. to tell them that yes. you're interested in polyamory poly- is just dating. You're dating, dating multiple right. people. You don't have to. You're not necessarily poly or open. You're just dating multiple people, and you could. But you can let them know I'm dating multiple people to keep them and just keep things transparent. It's just it's um it's a good practice. And say you're like, I'm going to date these multiple people with the intention of getting serious with some of them or maybe with one person, but still you know, hooking up with the others. I have this idea that I know I want to go that direction. Uh, if you have that idea, it's, I think that it is a good thing to share with people. Like, hey, I've never done open or poly, but I'm feeling kind of called to it. And I like you and I like dating you and I'm dating other people. Is that something that seems like you would ever, could ever be a part of your life? Because you might find out they give you a big fucking no probably shouldn't date
1: them. Or they might be like,
0: maybe I or don't know. know. I don't or know anything big, about it. Or right. big fuck yeah, me too. Or yeah, totally. And so it's a I think it's a great thing. Just just like you know, just like anything that we can convey that is a um what did Alika call it? A um wasn't a deal breaker. It was a the a, values yeah, assessing your values, values the yeah. core values. system. If there's yeah. there's things and maybe that one's not a core value because you're still playing with it, but it is kind of an important thing that you might that you're interested in. So I think that's a good thing to share. But if it's a core value, like in you're starting to date people and you already know that you're into open or poly or monogamy, I think those are great things to share on the first you know first second date to let people know. So that if they're not on the same page, then why are you going to continue to date each other, right?
1: transparency it's so key yeah it's key on so many levels yeah um but uh, i guess we should and you know we will do a a podcast a poly yes i think we did a casual sex episode and touched on poly a little bit but i think it'd be nice to have a full episode because for me i've never done that i've been pretty you know either dating or just monogamous for you you tried it um, unsuccessfully really for you it, w- it really wasn't for you anyway yeah. um, but you did check it out um, I think like having someone that is living it and has done it successfully or as successfully as they can is, is going to be really um, and you know helpful for people that are curious about polyamory
0: yeah we'll definitely go deeper into it and have lots more answers for you but until then check out one of those books and I think the, the message the here really is that transparency like the right. more transparent you can be um, sp- you know, speaking lovingly with the communication tools that we just gave you uh, will be really, really helpful.
1: And also check out those uh, social media platforms. I'm sure there's some ways you can meet all sorts of poly people in the UK, even in Bristol. Cool, poly people. Cool no, poly people. Leaders. People. People, people. Poly. <laughs> <laughs> poly people leaders <laughs> I like it. Peter Pan. Um. So, all right. Um. More coming we're in gonna, the next episode. Yes, we're going to tune in um, every Tuesday and go to shamelesssex.com for downloading and newslettering and just checking out Amy and I in our in our black addresses saying hi, we love our listeners. So thanks, y'all, for l- listening and
0: tuning in, and ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.